Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. and neutering their visa maxes topple congress off their axis mobilize the homeless give them axes call it praxis chop a couple limbs off the legislative branches we'll show you the difference between air as a human right and guaranteed oxygen access octogenarians who barely know what day it is are culling countless citizens while sitting on a dais made of ignorance that was built on the graves of the slaves made to labor for its self-declared significance. And all to build a Congress full of millionaires who make their fortunes insider trading while they shit on all the indigent. So I got a bone to pick with our leaders and I'll start with the ligaments. Pick right through the muscle, dig the marrow out and serve it to the unhoused millions living in their minivans or watching their belongings get evicted from their tenements. I have a dream where we breach the walls of Congress and just let them in. And what happens next will survive in only text because there won't be any evidence. There will only be that heavy kind of feeling that pervades a space where there has been a reckoning and you can feel its remnants. Let any man who enters seeking power know that those who came before him suffocated on their eminence. That there once was a seal on the wall, but we quartered it and scattered all the pieces that it might prevent its semblance. And so we end the great experiment. We'll take all your billions, leave you two coins for the ferryman. Leave you drifting on the Dutchman so floating derelict among the wretched seraphim. Holy is the hand that wiped the land clean of those who pose as gentlemen. That's my time, honey. Cue the thunderclap and strike the theremin. And so we end the great experiment. I think I liked it better being blind When I couldn't read between the lines When I couldn't see the cracks in the structure That lay there before me the whole time 
I think I liked it better back when I suspended disbelief and swallowing pride. I thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue, but they both bleed us so dry. They both bleed us so dry. My favorite songs don't hit the same way. I get to the end of a four minute track and I'm only looking back thinking, what did they actually say? So I try to sit down with my wife and watch TV, but I just see propaganda elevating the police in the simplest of sitcom banter and tiny little altars full of offerings to corporate masters in every well-planned wide pan shot of the name brand stocking up the pantry. Pull back one long tracking shot out to the garage to the logo on the Camry. Nice tight shot of the Camry. Close up view of the Camry. Slow pan up on the Camry. Long slow zoom to the unmoving human who is up in the front with the tool pumping fumes to him straight from the back of the Camry. Ashamed he just could not provide for himself, let alone for his family. It's a blue pill mindset that spent 2020 making dance beats. Which explains why a lot of us are so fucking happy Quick to take the trip for all its trappings Never one to ask what's up, what's going on Or God forbid what's happening A lot of us would strap into the ride And then spit right in the eye of the guy Whose job it is to snap your fastenings But maybe we're all born with that capacity Maybe each of us comes standard With humor, compassion, malice, and audacity some of us are blind to the system, but some see it fine and say this is how it has to be. Some of us can stare wide-eyed at a nationwide human catastrophe and only offer platitudes and recipes. And I wish that I could tell myself that nothing's worth obsessing past my everyday necessities. I wish that I could cry fake news over anything that threatened me, tune out our abuses and consume a little levity. Wish that I could offer up my son a smoother destiny. Wish I had some better lessons for how best to answer questions for the things I've been perpetually questioning. 
wondering what I might be missing from their messaging. Trying to find the reasoning to let a quarter million people meet an early reckoning. And even though I know the truth, it's hard to swallow something that's so literally sickening. Hope is ever dwindling, COVID ever beckoning. Winter slows your breathing, but your pulse is ever quickening. Even though I know the truth, it's hard to keep listening. I'm done with my epiphany, my innocence is blistering. I'd like to think I'd taste the earth before I'd ever kiss the ring. Hard to speak the truth and harder still to keep listening. Sometimes I think I miss being blind When I couldn't read between the lines And when I couldn't see the cracks in the structure That lay there before me the whole time I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowed pride Thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry Both bleed us so dry so dry In the left In the left News and politics and all the rest So much to do on the YouTube So they curate a list for you you wanna watch your favorite creator or have a chat on Discord later? Well, you better get hip to Indie Left. Indie Left. Indie Left.news. Good evening. It is Sunday night and this is Indie. How are you? Welcome, welcome. And I've got a special guest host this week. Welcome, Noli D, special INN member, co-host, has her own channel, works with the Real News Network. Say hi, everybody, Noli. Hi, everybody, Noli. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of yours for, for a long time. You know, we were friends and connected on Discord and just in kind of in the back scenes and seeing each other in chats for so long and... Then uh, when you, when you first heard about our uh, you know our, our network and what we were doing and you you reached out you were like you know this sounds so awesome and at that point I didn't even know that you had a channel it turns out you had a channel that was bigger than all of ours so and I was like well 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 hell if you're gonna if you're gonna you gotta have that part of part of part of our network and she I, I love it I'm so so thankful and so grateful that that you decided to to, to be a part of this. Uh, as, as well as when I was looking for a co-host tonight, you're the first and only person I thought of. Really, I said I I want to have Noli here to, to 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 read the read the stories and read the news with me. Yeah. Um, why don't you kind of introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, no, Warren's here, and he says it's his future ex-wife. Of course, he dirty old man. Um. Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone that doesn't know you? Because we are going to podcast. This is going to go out and it'll be recorded for whoever the hell wants to watch it down the road. So let's let let's have Noli say hi and introduce and kind of what, what what you do and and how you help and and, and why we love you so much. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know why you guys love me. I think that just makes you all kind of dumb. <laughs> um. 
I'm Nola D and um, I kind of got involved in the YouTube side of things about six years ago, uh, just with activism. Um, it slowly kind of morphed from this First Amendment stuff to uh, Second Amendment stuff to, um, man, name it, dude, just civil rights, uh, human rights. Um, I got involved with, with uh, Real News Network, um, probably a year or two in, no, not that long in, actually, only two years ago, um, just mm -hmm. given yeah, tips here and there, just like, hey, you know, maybe you should uh, check this out. Here, I did all the work for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why don't you look at this? And um, it kind of morphed into, well, to what it is now, you know, I mean, there's, there's not an episode really that I don't help with. Um, and work on, I do a lot of the research and I do a lot of um, connecting as far as, I, I don't know how, but I know a lot of people. And the people I don't know, give me five minutes and I will know them. That's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm good at finding people. I'm good at finding out information. I'm good at getting FOIAs um, returned to me. Um, and I think, you know, I have a lot of passion for it. I, I think that there's a difference between good and bad, or right and wrong, and I have a clear view of what that is. And I don't care if you have a badge that doesn't make you, the badge isn't magic, it doesn't make you a good person, it doesn't make you honest, it doesn't make you not a criminal. <laughs> and people need to, to stop looking at a person wearing a badge and seeing that badge and not that person. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's hard again. And, and, and I know you do a lot of work with the police accountability report, right? With the real news network. Yep. That, that is, um, <coughs> excuse me. That is what, um, my main, my main focus honestly is where most of my energy goes to is getting the stories together and making sure that the story we're being given is the truth and the whole truth, because we're not going to share something with the public. It's untrue or that we haven't verified ourselves um when they say that tay and stephen are investigative reporters they don't mean they send out some some intern to go and verify the information that they never double check on they do it themselves or i do it myself and you know there's nobody else that's responsible for that and so if something is you know if there is bad information being put out there it is a hundred percent our fault and we're not going to let that happen Sure. We verify everything eight ways to Sunday before it ever airs. Because we believe that people deserve the truth, the whole truth. And not some narrative that we want to twist shit into. Yeah. And what you're doing with the police accountability report is is reporting on the dirty cops and, and, and making sure that that they get exposed and that they're you know, that they're prosecuted and that they're held accountable and either removed or provided the, the training, the proper training or or reassigned to other positions within the department that don't have them contact the, the, the types of people, you know, a, a way to still be productive without without being harmful, uh, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, and if they, definitely. And, and if they did some fucked up stuff, then sure, let's let's boot them and, and prosecute them, too. Accountability is the, is the key word to police accountability reports. So. 
So again, Noli's well connected. She knows a lot of the stories. She knows everybody. So I figured, let you know, if I was going to have somebody here as my co-host, I definitely want to have Noli here because she's really knowledgeable about some of these stories as well. Um, so uh, let me do my little my little spiel that I, I like to read uh, each time, which is again that how did we miss that? Which is what the show we're watching now. And it's a show that airs on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and Odyssey, Sunday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, reviewing a few big stories that we hadn't seen covered much in leftist independent media, especially this week with uh, all the Ukraine coverage happening. Okay, we're going, uh, it's co-hosted by me. I'm Indy. Hi, everybody. I'm Indy. It's got my name now. I, I added a name badge. I'm the founder and, and editor of independentleft.news, leftist.today, independentleft.gg. Uh, Discord server, which uh, actually we're talking through right now. And uh, Noli D is my co-host. Normally, Reef is my co-host, as everybody knows. This is this is kind of awkward for me because 25 straight episodes, I had I had I had Reef, and I definitely have have upgraded my my view for sure. Even though I love Reef to, to death, and he's he's my best friend. So uh, all the stories were featured in our Substack, leftist.today, and at the top of independentleft.news. Uh, we are your number one source for left-leaning political news, videos, podcasts, articles, insight, opinion. We showcase left-leaning independent media, and we are free from advertiser influence. And of course, we want to shout out our patrons and Kofi supporters. Eric, uh, Eric T. Red, who's probably here if he's not uh, watching somebody else who's live like right now, like uh, Savvy. Uh, Richard and Richard T, uh, Richard T and Richard M, thank you. Nikki, Radical Leftist Agenda, she's probably streaming herself. Les Bones is probably moderating for her. I usually thank the person who's sitting right to my left, I guess she is right now. Noli D is one of our supporters, thank you so much. And of course, Robin, uh, I want to thank the volunteers who help us post every day of the week uh, to Instagram, to Facebook, to uh, YouTube and everywhere else. We've got Nicole, we've got Darlene, and we've got Big Mad Crab, uh, Greg. Thank you to Alex Davidson for liking every Substack post. And then this week I did something a little bit different that I've never done before. I actually stepped out and didn't just showcase the articles. There's Bones. How are you, Les Bones? I actually wrote an article. So I wrote a Substack article about some of the misinformation that's going on out there, and we're actually going to cover it tonight, and I'm going to drop it into chat right now so everybody can kind of check that out and share it with all their friends. Of course, I put a no-tracking follower link, whatever. Anyway, um, so I also want to thank Orf, who did help me with a clarification on the story after I published it, uh, and we're going to get into that too. It was more in misinformation. And, of course, then we have our How Do We Miss That Clips channel on Rumble, rumble.com slash C slash How Did We Miss That. And that's going to find all of the clips exclusively uh, in one easy-to-find place. There's no easier place to find all the clips from this show uh, that are cut up. And usually they're between 8 and 20 minutes-ish. Um, Wow. Okay. I think that was all the like kind of notes and things that I had to get myself together with. I can see your chat running over there and only in the thing. I don't, that, I don't care if you want to see it, but I can see it a little bit. Screen. There you go. You're good. Yeah. Um, okie dokie. So let's get moving. Oh, E. Heller. Welcome. Les Bones. Valerie, how are you? Uh, I know that we had our friend Vegan uh, Vegan Succubus is usually going to be here. Green Wiccan was here before. I don't know if she is right now. That was Frankie. 
and I actually have the ability you can see to, to throw something up on screen so let me let me tell Warren that I love him here where where's I love <laughs> I love you too Warren okay so I want to get going with our first story and I'll turn off the badge okay we're gonna go to the doodly do which is the thumbnail and now we're gonna go to the indie main screen yay okay and again I have a new name badge so first thing independentleft.news you know this website hopefully you've been here before this is the twice uh, the once daily updated website that, that pulls in all the content that we then pull into the um into the Substack that we're gonna that, that i'm going to show you leftist.today you can see savvy Shabs over the last couple of days did a phenomenal women's summit with just an outstanding lineup of, of women all women panelists talking about women's health and women in the workplace and and, and women and, and violence uh, against women uh, again you can see some of the uh, here's how did we miss that clip a couple of them as well as glory jones co-hosting for marcus cage last night on uh the political matrix there are oh they're great outstanding show uh a big shout out to, to marcus and glory and and all of them glory was actually a panelist tonight on sabby's final panel with the feeny uh actually glory was on the first panel um it was it was no oh, it was the activist panel so she was that was fire oh my gosh jo josanna feeny so go and watch that for sure again you've got about 65 articles just in tonight's um just in tonight in today's independent left news and then from that i then curate down and we end up at leftist.today and that is the Substack where we also you can watch this stream right here live you can find it where on other websites and little recap of some of the things that we're going to talk about today some of the other stories that that um that we published this was another one that uh this was yesterday's Substack. so we had dan cohen and five or six different videos that are all just outstanding and fire fiorella talking about voting won't fix this this was back from the general strike summit and then we've got uh that is leftist.today so this is the other cool thing we did was we started screen capping the articles so you can actually see what it looked like on independent left news and click here and read the article itself this is professor wolf and you see this one we're actually going to cover tonight this is from indian punchline that was shared by esha who might actually no she was live last night she does uh a late night with lenin on saturday night she's got a great show as well historically is her Substack, give that a subscribe and a follow if you if you haven't already. So uh, this is again subscribe to the Substack leftist.today, all the different links, all the different ways you can follow, subscribe, support, get your news. Okay, Noli's getting herself together. Cool. So we're gonna do the first story here. Uh, let me switch to my notes. Okay, uh, this is about a friend of ours, friend of the show. Let's switch back to Andy Main. Ah, I didn't do it. Okay. Friend of the show is Chris Smalls. Ah, wrong one. Oh, I love him. So Chris Smalls found himself. I'm sorry, Warren, for your eyeballs. I don't know what happened. I had these open in dark mode. Chris, Chris, Chris Smalls found himself arrested this week. So... Three, or, three union organizers, including Amazon union president, Chris Smalls, were arrested for trespassing. 
And what were they doing? They were bringing pizza. To the, to, and they were talking, this was outside JFK 8 warehouse in Staten Island. According to Business Insider, I won't go to Business Insider, their corporate mainstream media, I'm not a big fan of their stuff. <clears throat> but not the first time police have been called to this particular warehouse. They've been giving Chris a hard time. And I actually was alerted to this because Jordan Chariton was over and had a cameraman over at the warehouse live while, the, while he was talking to the cops. So I was able to kind of get this on the, on the, the live feed. This is a five minute and 50 second video. And um, he's just sitting there talking with them most of the time. I can share this unmute it for a second. Let me. Came here with press pass. I'm a boy. You getting arrested? Hell, if you do that, if you do that, this is where it actually starts to get physical. So we got Chris Smalls and, and the camera person who actually is an Amazon employee himself. He's an invited guest on the property. Amazon didn't want him there. They called the cops. This Again, this has been an ongoing thing. And that's one of the things that they were talking about. The arrest came after the food was given in the break room. Okay, we were just giving out free grilled chicken and pasta to all the workers in the break room. The arrest came right after they were done. GM said they came out, said they were calling the cops. I mean, so once he got out, You know, I'm free and I'm not stopping. He's telling everybody to unionize. Big fan, big supporter, Chris. I sent a message of solidarity. He sent me a DM that night, said he was okay. Um, and then there was this article that I found in Reuters that night. Well, it turns out that Amazon has been accused of violating labor law for what they did in calling the cops and having Chris arrested as a labor leader. And I don't know if anybody's, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that some people have, have already talked about this part of it, but that, okay, workers are voting to unionize on March 25th. So they're trying to get people into, you know, to support this union. And of course, Amazon has been fighting this every step of the way. We've, we've been covering, again, the unfair labor practices. Now, this is specifically a charge with regard to trying to stop an organizer, I believe. Okay. Uh, Brett Daniels and Jason Anthony arrested on Wednesday in retaliation for their involvement with the union. Christian Smalls previously worked at the warehouse and was fired, of course, we know in March of 2020 after COVID started. Okay. Amazon spokesman said that the settlement pertains to the rights of employees to solicit on the company's property, and we did nothing to stop employees from soliciting. Shady, shady. Again, they just don't want 
their employees to organize and to actually look. The RWDSU filed charges with the NLRB accusing them of unlawfully interfering in the election. And you can see that right here. And that was again in Bessemer. So that also continues. So Daniel Wiesner uh, for Reuters, again, not a huge fan of corporate news. And we know that these guys are one of the mouthpieces for imperialism. But they, I have to say that they're at least following the story and they at least have the budget to be able to do so. So solidarity with Chris Small, solidarity with the with the Amazon workers. Uh, this, this is a rough, rough situation. Again, I want, I want to see them unionize. I want to see Amazon held to account. I want to see Amazon take care of its people. What do you think, Nolly? What do you, I know I know you're a fan of Chris. I am. I am. And you know, the thing that really infuriates me is the fact that they do the the he was searched four different times. Hmm. Nobody else, just him. Yeah. They deliberately mess with people who are once the once you're a target, you're a target. And I don't care if a cop says, I don't know you from Adam. Nine times out of ten, they're lying to you. Yeah. They know exactly who you are, what you've been up to, and probably who you're doing. Hmm. You know, it's it's ridiculous the amount of information that they are privy to, and they get into that information even when they're not supposed to. Like they will run your plates in when they're they're not when you haven't broken the law. They're not allowed to do that. They are not allowed to do that. They have to have cause. To run your plates, sure. Yeah. And, wow. But they do it anyway, and you know that's that's how so many people get stopped for stupid crap like driving on a suspended or whatever, which is no longer a thing here here in the state that I'm in. Which thank God, um, if you hmm. can't pay your fine, they can't take your license because you couldn't pay or because you didn't show up to court. The only way they can do that is if it is a crime. If there is a victim. So all the people who, um, if you're in Washington state, there's a few other states that have done it, check your local laws because they have recently changed them in several states, including mine, um, to where you can go back and get your driver's license, even if you have unpaid tickets. Oh, wow. So don't risk stupid shit um, by not having insurance or whatever and risking an accident. Go get your damn license back if you can. If it's just if it's a if it's because you didn't show up to court or it's because you couldn't pay your fines, they have to give it back to you. Hmm. Wow. They actually found it to be unconstitutional to do that. Amazing. And it uh, it also um does a lot of harm and and affects like the people um of lower class or of of lower income the most. So, with your states, I think there's twelve states now that have um enacted these new laws. So um, your state could be one of them. What yeah. they're doing, what they're doing to Chris is is disgusting, and um, I'd like to I'd like to say it's going to stop, but I'm worried it's only going to get worse. Well, the the harder that there's a push for unionization, and the more people try to unionize, if he's leading this effort, and the the louder he gets, the more they're going to push back against him, and he's going to need all of our support and and our voices. To, to you know to tell everyone you know to tell everyone we know that this is what amazon's doing because like I if know you guys go a few days without hearing from him online start checking his um wherever you know he was last start checking the the police stations the the jails because they will pick him up when nobody is fucking looking 
and they will not let him go. I have a few people who are in jail right now on $100,000 bonds. I can't bond them out because of other reasons. I wish I could, but we have rules about that in our group, and I can only bond you out if you don't already have a bond going somewhere else. So... Um, and we were, uh, we, you know, again, we're going to cover one of those stories where they, they picked somebody up and held them for not just $100,000, but $500,000. And that was a, a real, a, what a story that is. And again, that's, that's something we're going to get to later on tonight. But um, we have our next story that I wanted to get to because, we, uh, again, solidarity with Chris Smalls. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. It's uh, on Twitter. It's at shut down underscore amazon i believe is is the title and okay so now we're gonna switch we're gonna do the doodly doot and i'm gonna go back to indy main here we go okay holy moly okay so this is my friend my friend outstanding writer who i have just a tremendous fan of and and i kind of stand a little bit judd legume from popular information i don't know if you ever heard of this guy he he reports where on the dirty money, um, and what he's talking about here, and lately what he's been following is what's been happening on Facebook and how influential. Now he understands how influential the Facebook algorithm is and how influential wildfire sharing stories on Facebook are. Last summer he talked about Ben Shapiro and how his website was gaming the Facebook algorithm to have. 10 times the reach of any other mainstream publication out there. Nobody could figure out why or how. And this guy kind of broke it down and figured out that he was doing a certain thing and sharing it to certain pages and certain networks. And it was all going out simultaneously. And they were all using tracking tags, which indicated in his mind that this, that, that somebody was being paid, that they were all being paid to amplify the story, which violates Facebook's TOS. Well, the guy that was orchestrating that, and you'll read this in this story, apparently left this job last summer or sometime at the end of last year and started working for a website for this thing and creating conservative brief, which all of a sudden started going bonkers per article engagement. This is just per article engagement, and we're going to go into exactly what they did. And how they're doing this. And they're still doing this right now. And it continues to grow. And there's two stories. He did a follow-up to this. It's pretty wild. Um, again, if you can support Judd Lagoon, Popular Information, they do outstanding work. They, he's got a team of, of two or three that, that support him as well. But again, most people have probably never heard of the website Conservative Brief. It doesn't even, I believe, have a Facebook page, which is pretty wild. All right. Yet they have emerged in 2022 as a dominant force. It has become more popular than the New York Times and Washington Post. Now, we know that New York Times and WAPO are trash in our world, but in the normie world, that's the, the gold standard, right? So how did this happen? Well, they uncovered evidence that they're, again, similar to last summer, they're paying a network of large Facebook pages, including several controlled by prominent political conservative personalities, to post its content. Right? So... Their engagement on Facebook exploded over the last year. Newswhip, which is a an independent social media analytics firm, right, looked at how many engagements this thing had. Again, 2,500 engagements per article is still incredibly high. But all of a sudden now, 
they're getting over 30,000 engagements per article. And they've become like the hottest, most shared, most read website uh, across Facebook, which of course is still the number one website in the United States and still one of the most influential for, on politics, right? So Conservative Brief publishes tiny fraction of the articles produced by only a tiny fraction of the articles published by New York Times and WAPO that they, they employ thousands of journalists to produce original work, right? Nevertheless, Conservative Brief now receives more engagement on a weekly basis than either the New York Times or WAPO, according to Newswhip. And this is how the chart has gone. You can see that the blue is New York Times, the yellow is Washington Post, the red is Conservative Brief. Uh, conservative brief. And it's, it's amazing <clears throat> how they've done this. Well, so Judd wanted to look into this. How, how, how is this even possible? So CrowdTangle starts looking at conservative briefs engage, engagement over a 10-day period ending February 19th and found that uh, that what's happened to news content is that Facebook, by the way, if you haven't noticed, and we have, of course, because we share news, but Facebook has deprioritized news on the platform and nearly every publication has steadily seen less engagement for its content. I mean, I, I, I've been talking to Reef about the fall off in traffic on both the Substack and on the Facebook page and to the, uh, the website from Facebook as Facebook is a large percentage of our, our website traffic itself. Okay, but conservative brief as the data shows has been able to buck that trend. How is that? They don't even have a Facebook page. It previously operated one, but it's no longer online. But meanwhile, Washington Post has 6.6 .6 million fans and the New York Times has 17 million. How is this thing that doesn't even have a Facebook page getting even more traffic than these guys are? So here's how we do it. Each time the conservative brief publishes an article, a link to the article is posted by an exclusive network of conservative Facebook pages with large audiences. So, for example, and here, here they go, this Mike Lindell thing, yeah, where Lindell said he's going to drop pillows by parachute, <laughs> included a coupon code, buy the slippers for 50% off, and the same day it was published to a slew of large conservative Facebook pages, sometimes with identical text. Let me see, can I blow this up? I can a little bit. So you can see it's Nick Adams and it's the Patriots Gazette, impeach Joe Biden, America first with Sebastian Gorka. Hmm. Okay. Now we're, now we're getting somewhere, right? So it includes Dinesh D'Souza with 2.7 million followers, Brigitte Gabriel, which is apparently somebody, I think she's British. This guy, Nick Adams has a million followers. So again, you've got some pretty David Clark. How are all of these people immediately allowing this website to publish this article, each article, to their page, pretty much simultaneously? And then the same pages post links from Conservative Brief, often multiple times a day. All right, he posted a dozen links to Conservative Brief just on Tuesday. So it's not like he's just casually sharing an article that he sees. Clearly, there's a relationship here. Okay, where he's 
fronting or he is acting as a mouthpiece for this website. And it's not terribly surprising considering that um, D'Souza, you know, I know he was in jail and I don't know how he's earning money at this point, guessing through some kind of streaming platform, super chats, whatever, but he's also probably being paid by some billionaire somewhere. We, we I don't know. I can't speculate on exactly what he's doing, but Judd's speculation is that he's being paid by conservative brief to have the ability to publish out because what they're doing is they're using tracking tags, UTM tags. And I actually use this for Indie Left, but I don't use it to track money. I just want to know how influential where we're posting different websites is. And I'm a geek and I want to know where the traffic is coming from. Who's actually reading my stuff, my stuff from the links that I share. Cause I don't really get much traffic to my site. That's organic. Um, other than the links that I naturally share out there, I don't pay for one dime of traffic. What he's asserting and what he's accusing them of here is actually paying. So he's saying that again, they're using special software, most commonly Google analytics to track how many people are visiting each article by using these tracking tags. And it's, and it's free software. It's not even paid that they're, they're not paying to use the software, but they're paying to have these, these pages, put the links out. So, in other words, the traffic to D'Souza's Facebook page would be lumped in with all the other traffic from Facebook because if they did not segment this out, they would not know where on Facebook the traffic was coming from. They have to put these special tags in to know where specifically in their link posting, and you can have it tracked. I have hundreds of links a day that get posted out across all different platforms so that I can track exactly which article and which platform and which edition they clicked from on a certain day. And that stuff is important for your analytics. But by appending the code, D'Souza is enabling them to isolate the traffic to that he's sending to their site, but he has no access to the information. That's the difference. And that I actually personally reached out to Judd because this this whole thing concerned me. And I said, you know, look, this may look one way, but I'm doing a very similar thing for not nefarious purposes. Although again, I'm not sharing this with million page follower Facebook pages and having them blasted out on my behalf and not disclosing that relationship. And I think that's, that's where he's, he's going. So again, this is a, this is a kind of long piece. He also was going to show that, Oh yeah, this guy used to work for the Daily Wire. Remember, we we I mentioned Ben Shapiro's website, right? And and this is where he he references that he used to be on this website, uh, that he used to work for this website, Mad World News, which controlled the Daily Wire. Well, all of a sudden, Mad World News stopped working with the Daily Wire and started working with the Conservative Brief. And guess what do you think happened? Check that out. You see, almost a direct flip within just a month or two like you can pretty much see it happening right about here they hired this guy i'm guessing right about here they were taking a dive they were in trouble and they decided to bring this guy in this other site had a spike for a little bit because they could they could maintain on his on, on his laurels and then he started to get to work on conservative brief daily wire starts to take a dip and now Daily Wire is starting to figure it out a little bit. You can kind of see that trend right here. It's pretty wild. Right? 
YouTube Studio provides some level analytical data. Yes, I, yes, they do. Um, again, Daily Wire still attracts more engagement overall. It produces far more content, but that's how that's uh, on a per article basis. But that's that's a wild story. All right, so that's the first half, which is how much traffic they're getting, and the, and the thing that he doesn't really share here, other than one article, which is again having evidence against Hillary Clinton in the Durham probe. Trump gives love to Mike Lindell. It's a very hardcore <clears throat> kind of right-wing inflammatory um, propaganda site. And the day after, or two days after, so this was on the 20... What date? The 23rd. The next day, he, he wrote a follow-up article okay, about Brandon Gill, who is the person that, that runs that that um, conservative brief, he provides strategic marketing direction. All right, but now the DC Inquirer has become more popular on Facebook than the Washington Post. Its rapid success is the, ra is the result of an, of an audacious scheme to manipulate the Facebook algorithm. Algorithm manipulation is really important. Look, I almost want to say, could we do this for, for, for good purposes and share, like, you know, figure out how do we game this? Now, again, they're spending money to do this. And here we go. Here's Brandon Gill and Danielle D'Souza Gill. And here's, oh, there's the connection. Looks like he's married to Dinesh's wife. That. Wait, what? Look at that. Brandon Gill. Danielle D'Souza Gill. Oh, it's sister. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Within the family. So many of the pages, many of these pages post this link with the same message within seconds of each other. Right? They have a page transparency box, which is supposed to reveal it, uh, who the owner of each page is. Yesterday, the Facebook pages in the DC Inquirer network were listed as owned by Defending Freedom LLC or Defending Liberty LLC with both the same address in Wyoming and the same phone number. Okay, but neither is officially linked to the DC Inquirer, which, according to its website, is owned by the Boswell Project. So who's involved with the Boswell Project? Yeah. I believe it's also that, that guy, Brandon Gill. Here we go. Brandon Gill started his Facebook page on November 6th. What did I tell you? You could almost go back to looking at this chart. I didn't even, I didn't know this. I really didn't, hadn't read that part. But you can see based on the Daily Wire traffic versus conservative brief. What did I say? Right, oh, okay, I was a little bit off. I said January was actually back here in November. I predicted here. You can see they're running pretty parallel. Daily Wire had a big spike. And they started to come back to earth. Yeah, there you go. November and poof, pretty wild. So this one guy, he's he's obviously brilliant in some way, shape, or form about manipulating algorithms and about how to post this stuff. Okay, he was able to build up his page by running Facebook ads like this one. So this guy did run an ad. Now, they don't tell you how much he spent, I don't believe. You, okay, he spent somewhere between sixty-six dollars and $83,000 running these ads. Who's fronting Jesus. that? Who's fronting that? 
what he's doing is he's driving traffic to a website and then he's getting paid either by somebody nefariously to get people to that website for whatever reason, or more, more likely he's running ads on that website, which he's getting so much traffic to, it's making him money every time he can make the cash register ring. Basically, it's almost like gaming the stock market where it costs you five cents to buy a stock, but every time you sell it, you're going to sell it for 10 cents. You're guaranteed to make a nickel every time you do it. That's almost like what I see happening here, where if he spends the money, he's going to drive them to the, to the website, which gets them paid per click or per view, which is going to make them even more money than it costs them for the view on Facebook. That's how they turn this thing into a business. That's I look at this. Yeah, he also ran ads encouraging people to tap, tap the big thumbs up button if they wanted to remove Kamala, if they want to remove AOC, if they, if they support Donald Trump. Again, it's it's very similar in structure. Um, here are the brands in the DC Inquirer Simple Network. Manipulation skills is all that takes. Well, you need a couple of really sharp coders. So, D'Souza Gill has run the same ads, although her page has been active since 2013. Again, I, I think this is Brandon Gill's wife, which would make a lot of sense that, how are you connected to Dinesh D'Souza? And Dinesh D'Souza is an intro into XYZ. That would be my speculation into how this whole thing would work. But again, you see how many followers between all of these. I mean, you're, call, you're talking a few million. And these pages have spent, since last November, a quarter of a million, between a quarter of a million, $300,000 on Facebook ads. Yeah, that's crazy. That's such a huge amount of money. I, I don't know. Why? I mean, they're, they're getting viewership to their page Again, I, this is where this is, you know, I don't really get this part is is the profit motive. I mean, I get that there's an influence motive. There's a propaganda motive. But this kind of thing. Again, Freedom Convoy on the verge of victory. Again, we know who they're trying to appeal to for sure. Okay. Uh yeah, Ru Russia posting Buff Bernie was definitely a problem, E. Heller, for sure. Um, where do we go here? Let's go back and let's just you and I talk for a few minutes about this this craziness. Um, so Judd really has the goods. Um, this is a crazy story. Again, and nobody's paying attention to this. And this is like, think about your crazy uncle that's talking smack on Facebook. They're reading this stuff. Okay, because this... This is getting out there across this network of, of. It, they would call them far right to the point that they would probably call us far left, but, but they are getting uh, they're they're getting out there. They're getting out there. How are they winning the information war? You know, uh, as we would probably, deem or it. the disinformation war. I'm just right? saying. The, I mean, holy crap! Have you seen all the debunking that's been going on with this? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it out loud. There's no, two gonna, countries we're gonna that are that. fighting with each other right now. We're gonna and do I'll, that later. We're gonna do that later. That was the article that I wrote last night. We're gonna go through that a little bit today too. Um, we're gonna be, really good, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna be here a little bit. Uh, the next one's a little. Is a lot of a tough story. Um, and and you, as an activist and and somebody who 
goes to protests and helps people out on a regular basis. <clears throat> I really hadn't seen this story covered much. Um, there were a couple of, you know, kind of mainstream stories that were covered, and I think that this got lost in the shuffle, and somebody actually specifically had asked to make sure that that we covered this out. Um, and last week we covered the story about Amir Locke and how he was gunned down basically in his sleep. You know, the, he was startled after a no-knock warrant. They bust down the door at 6 a.m. The cops fire within, you know, he reaches for his gun. Cops fire within, within seconds, and Amir Locke is dead. And so just people are seeking justice people are angry people and they in, should be and and we all are i'm angry too um and so they organized a protest in in portland and it turned horribly wrong black, black lives matter organized a protest to show solidarity and and to say never again this was again this happened on february 20th Last Sunday, um, on Saturday night, a man opened fire, and this was actually before the protest had even started. They were just gathering in the park. Um, again, this is not the first instance of right-wing vigilantism against Black Lives Matter protesters and probably won't be the last. The shooting victims chooses to remain anonymous out of fear for her safety. Okay, they'd been assisting the, from from the from the victim's story. They'd been assisting with traffic safety when a man angrily approached them, yelled at protesters for being in his neighborhood, and within seconds opened fire. And June Knightley, sixty-year-old woman, was killed. Four other people hospitalized. Um, so Portland was a site of one of the most intense and courageous confrontations, of course, against the state by BLM protests in twenty twenty. I wanted to shout out who wrote this article. Julia Wallace, Left Voice. Thank you so much, really. Left Voice has been really doing outstanding work the last couple of months. Um, so one of the so, so Portland was one of the sites for BLM protests, of course, multiracial contingents of youth. Although, again, it there has been an escalation in violence in Portland going on. Um, Portland mayor has continuously criticized BLM protesters, creating a political atmosphere that effectively encouraged and legitimized attacks uh, against protests. And again, this is this is Julia's opinion here, but that by criticizing them, it's allowing, you know, it's encouraging people to stand up to violent demonstrators. I think that he might be talking also about the Proud Boys and, you know, three percenters and the, and, and the right wingers that are there. But at this, some people also interpret that to say, you know, the, the, they in right wing media have made that e equivalency. So they see BLM to the equivalent of the way that we see the Proud Boys, even though we know that that is not the case um, whatsoever. No, but, I, I kind of I agree. I think that the way that well, for me anyway, um, the way that I look at the Proud Boys, I am certain that they look at um, Antifa the same way that I look at them. That's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, according to witnesses, the police harassed and abused protesters and assaulted medics who helped who were helping these. This was after the shooting. Report and the police have have also attempted to blame witnesses for the lack of cooperation with the police. 
Police response to this murder and to the working and oppressed in Portland has only made matters worse for the for those injured and traumatized by the shooting. Okay, it was clear it was clearly a targeted attack on protesters, not an instance of random gun violence, as the parks commissioner tried to claim. Random gun violence? Maybe, but you know, somebody who has been and I there's gonna be an article I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. Um and I read about a little bit about narrative where they interviewed the roommate of the shooter and he had becoming he had become more agitated throughout since lockdown and over covid and questioning narratives and he was talking about the liberals and we can only imagine what you know what kind of media he was consuming but again it's 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 not about the media it's about um being angry at the system and this was this is a lashing out unfortunately and and it's tragic um and and they're being propagandized and again it's not to excuse the murder uh, uh of of uh, of june knightley really I, I didn't want to get her name wrong say her name june knightley uh, uh justice for june knightley as well and i hate having to say justice for somebody new every week it's it's it it's beyond upsetting i mean it's it's as heartbreaking as it gets. Um, again, this is happening within the contents of context, of course, of right wing vigilantism, and they had to throw the name Rittenhouse out there because that would get you more clicks, right? Okay, in ways, in many ways, in fact, this attack is the result of failure of our system to hold such vigilantes accountable. Okay, again, I. I disagree about personally about about what happened with that legally. Uh, I think that the kid definitely went there looking for trouble. But when you look at the legal logistics of that situation, I think that unfortunately the right thing happened. Even though you had a judge that was on his side, the jury had to do what they had to do in the end, and it that's why everybody's angry. But you can't be angry at that kid. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh, again, if he's if he shows remorse, now he hasn't shown remorse. He's been a complete prick, so that's another story. But anyway, left voice as do we stand in solidarity with the working people of Portland and all the all those who are protesting police violence, um, and we call for the name of the murderer to be released, and we condemn the name of the anti BLM agitations by Mayor Wheeler. I thought that they actually had released his name. Um, afterwards again this was on the 21st i believe they did release his name and they're going to talk about this here this was unicorn riot again i want to shout out to to unicorn riot june knightley's apparently was called t uh, was called t-rex and unicorn riot did a nine had a nine minute video recapping the story there is sdd SSDGK. Okay. Benjamin Jeffrey Smith went by Polly Byrne. He's known as an alt-right-wing extremist and was a member of the county cult counterculture furry community before being ostracized for, for being violent. Can't get his freak on. This is what happens. And I'm not going to make light of it or make jokes, but... There's so many going through my mind. I know. It's... Sorry. I know. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, 
Now, here you go. According to his roommate of seven years, he talked about wanting to shoot people all the time and how much he hated Antifa and Black Lives Matter and wore a T-shirt that says uh, Rittenhouse True Patriot. So this dude was clearly like propagandized and radicalized and extremized and let's let's see did he did he have any government ties because usually the guys that are activated like that we find down the road at some point also had some kind of fbi contacts hmm. okay social media accounts yeah he follows andy no and typical extreme you know all right Dude, that we've seen this profile and seen a guy like this all over spewing all kinds of nonsense. And this is, you know, it, it, it ends up like this when they keep getting radicalized and they don't get held accountable. And that's, you know. That continues. Did you, the person who did the left the pipe bombs in DC um, January 6th, still free, still Roman. They know who it is. <laughs> they know who it is. And he's still they know out who there. it is. She's in, it's a woman in, in Florida. Oh my god. Yeah. So they held they held solidarity marches both in uh, at Normandale Park in in um Portland and in these in, in New York City as well. Um Again, this has been raped, you know, incredibly frequent over the years, talking about protesting and shortly shortly before the mass shooting by Smith on the 19th, Portland officers killed a man in southwest Portland. Portland police killed four people. Total in 2021, shot a total of eight. And again, solidarity rallies held were in Minneapolis and Brooklyn. And then I wanted to mention to make mention, I think it was all the way at the bottom. This is again a great article. Uh, I'll, I'll put this in the in the show notes, of course, and in the Substack, which I encourage everybody to go to. I showed that at the beginning, at uh, at leftist.today, and you'll be able to see all the all the links. But I read somewhere that there were nine, um, ninety killings in Portland, ninety murders in Portland last year, and that was up from only sixty one the year before, and it's like an all time high. So something is clearly going on there. Um, there's been a spike, heavy spike in violence. Um, and we've got, well, friends. you know, people are still out of work. People have, um, the people who've lost their jobs that have, are never going to get them back. And when you throw poverty in someone's face, when you throw homelessness in someone's face and the amount of homeless people, I mean, that's, that's climbing daily. Yeah. Daily. Uh, I'm going to stay calm here. <laughs> when you do that, when you put people in poverty, that's what's happened. The government has put people into poverty. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's going to be crime. And your basic, you know, um, theft or whatever is going to escalate and turn into something bigger and bigger and bigger because, damn it, they got to survive. And that's just, it's desperation. It's a desperation that's creating this. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, look, you, you lock people down for two years effectively. You close businesses. You put in all kinds of restrictions. Um, I, I, 
make it, homelessness illegal. It wouldn't surprise me if, to find out that he might have been in one of the industries that was really badly affected by COVID, like the restaurant type of industry where they really just have not recovered. Now they're just starting to, but how many restaurants went out of business that, that never came back? And now new ones are popping up, but it's taking a while for the for that to fill. And then you've got a wage problem at this point still. Um, so, again, I, I wanted to, to call it out um, that there were some solidarity protests that you had. This, this murder happened in Portland as well on Saturday night. Again, justice for T-Rex and, and may she rest in power. Um and and we're going to continue to fight this fight we're going to continue to call out these things we're going to continue to to call out call for justice for for amir Locke and and against these no-knock warrants because that that's what led to this think about that this this cop these cops busting in on this guy at six in the morning and killing him is what ended up leading to this woman in portland being killed three days later i mean yeah 60 out of every hundred warrants that are um you know, literally rubber stamped, are no knock warrants. Sixty percent of them. That's scary. Because yeah. considering that when the no knock warrant things first started happening, it was like twelve a year for the entire country. Unbelievable. And, and and now, and this is you know, out of every hundred or out of every hundred, sixty of them are no knock warrants, and they're rubber stamped. They don't even look into anything. Look at the people, that couple who were murdered down there in Texas a couple of years ago. You know, I, they were murdered. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were. And it's just because nobody looked into the information. It got rubber stamped and passed right on through. Police accountability report, but also these websites like you're talking about where they're they're washing things through. And we're going to, again, get to get to some of the stuff that you've been covering that you've been asking me that you shared with me earlier. Um, and, and earlier in the week for us to cover tonight. Um, but wow, uh, that uh, again, I, I, I hate to, to do that, but I thought it was really important to at least at least cover it and to to showcase that that this happened and that that we stand in solidarity with 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 the community in Portland. And, and we we denounce this happening 100 percent, you know, th this kind of violence. And we encourage protests like this and and. How, how are we supposed to peacefully protest? What? How are we supposed to express our frustration, anger, rage with the government that's acceptable? Because every way that they've tried is so far they unacceptable and le and leads to, to their, you know, to, to violence and police violence and police violence against citizens. Usually unarmed citizens. And in this case, this wasn't police violence against unarmed citizens. This was right-wing violence, again, violence against unarmed citizens caused by narratives and caused by, again, this is, this is, I'd say it, it is media influenced and propaganda works, propaganda is effective, propaganda uh, activates people. And how influenced was it by media or by the community around him, which I also don't want to dismiss. Um, all right, so next story again and now we're going to get into oh boy all the crap with ukraine this is my last story and then we're going to we're going to get to noli stuff because we're already at at an hour which is good 
Okay, so let's do the doodly doot for the thumbnail. We'll go back to Indy Main. Yay! Okay. Esha, Krishna Swami. And I hope I said that right. I think I did. I've said it enough and I've typed it enough that I hope I didn't butcher it. Love her to death. She talks a thousand miles a minute. Her website is at historic underscore Lee, historicly.substack.com. I am a paid subscriber. I am a friend. She, you know, we, we are friendly. We do DM and I saw her share the, the newsletter actually picked up in today's newsletter that she shared this article and said, and it's really long. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but this is probably the best detailing of exactly what's going on right now in Ukraine. And she said, look, there's no biases really with, with, with this. Um, there are, it removes, it, it looks relies solely pretty much on fact and it's removing all the hyperbole on both sides about what's actually happening. Right. Um, and, and this is a, a, he said, she said, but here's what's actually happening type of thing. So Kremlin already held out an olive branch to, to Zelensky succinctly put, Putin expressed his preparedness to engage in discussions with his Ukrainian counterpart with a focus on obtaining a guarantee of neutral status for Ukraine and for the promise of no offensive weapons in its territory. This is a story that you're not going to get anywhere from any of the corporate networks. This is a perspective. Again, Kremlin spokesman said without elaborating that the president formulated his vision, neutral status, and a refusal to deploy weapons. That's the big thing. He doesn't want these guys to join NATO, and he doesn't want them, he wants them to demilitarize and denazify. That's... Now, somebody was saying, uh, somebody said that, that there are a whole lot of neo-Nazi groups within Russia, and he's allowing that there. I don't know from spec, you know, there might be. <laughs> I don't know. So we're, we're certainly going to have to look into that. Um, and again, but that doesn't change the fact that there has been an ascendant rise of neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine who have been acting as a state within a state and perpetrated atrocities against the ethnic Ru Russian population that's in that Donbass region, in Donetsk, in Dotetsk, in Luhansk. Okay? And most people had never even heard of these regions before, either last week or the week before. We have been covering this for a couple of weeks, and we've been talking about Ukraine and the crisis in Ukraine and why there have been these tensions... And who's been talking about a lot about Ukraine has been us and the false flags. And we we kind of set this up. We pushed the bear. We pushed the, the They're going to attack now. They're going to attack now. They're going to attack now. Well, finally, guess what? You say it enough. It's going to come true. You keep pushing them. You keep pushing them. He's going to he's he's going to do something now. Again, nobody expected him to go past past those lines and start to move towards Kiev, which I, again, I, I don't even know where to, what, what the plan is there. But again, he's already meeting supposedly with Zelensky. And now they're going to meet on the Belarusian border. So hopefully cooler heads can prevail and we can stop this relatively quickly. And uh, there's been a ton of misinformation. Again, the Kremlin offer did not come out of the blue. Okay, so there was an appeal to Zelensky to start negotiations. And that interestingly that this is led by Vadim Novinsky, a Ukrainian billionaire and one of the co-leaders of the opposition bloc. Um, so this is where you're looking at, I think, the more Western-affiliated 
portion of um, Ukrainians. Because there is a Western element here. Not all Ukrainians are neo-Nazi. I mean, that's let me let me start saying that right now. Make that statement right now. All of this talks about neo-Nazis in Ukraine. There is definitely an element, almost like a Hydra element. And a lot of the cases, I think they don't even realize or know which ones are and which ones aren't loyal to Azov Battalion, which, according to everything I read, is 3,000 people. Do you know what the, what, what the population of Ukraine is? 44 million. Um, I, 44 million. Yeah, and it's, just like, it's, it's half of what Russia is. I, I know that much. Okay, but again, 3,000 out of 44 million. And again, it, it, that's just the fighting battalion. But of course, they have people that are loyal to them. And then you have the fact that we destabilized their country in 2014, that we inserted a dictator that was friendly to us, not a dictator, but a leader that was friendly to us. They then elected Vladimir Zelensky, who has been kind of approved by the World Economic Forum with our not so good friends over there. Um, and he was a former comedian, but, you know, very popular vote. He, he was kind of like there. We thought he was going to be their Bernie. But yeah, it hasn't really turned out to be that way. But they don't really have the kind of power to dictate terms like the United States does. So, you know, he's the elected leader, but he still has to do in some ways because of where he's positioned. He has to listen to us. He has to listen to Putin. I mean, you want to talk about literally stuck in the middle um, where he's got NATO saying, we're not going to have you join us, but we don't want you to align with Russia at all. And then you've got the pipeline going through. I mean, there are so many different facets and elements to this. And again, that's why I, I'm not going to go through this this whole article. But I did want to point point out a couple of points. Okay, so uh, all this suggests that a political track is on standby, right? The Russian game is to force Zelensky to see the writing on the wall. Ukraine's capitulation is a matter of days. Is a matter of days only. <clears throat> And this hybrid war would have the following elements. Okay, this is if they game if this game's out the way Russia wants to see it happen, right? That they will no doubt systematically vanquish the neo-Nazi elements in Ukraine, who have that Russian blood on their hands. Because again, the Azov Brigade has been shelling and attacking and killing people in that region in Ukraine for eight years since the U.S. since 2014 according to all the reports that we've seen. And yes, uh, E. Heller, yes, we did see the Lard Bullet video also uh, about about how the soldiers were firing at, at, at Muslims from the Azov Brigade, and they were actually dipping their bullets in, in pig lard as, as a further insult to the Muslims, which was especially gross. Um, again, so Russia estimates that any crackdown will only strengthen Zelensky's hands, okay, lacking a power base of his own. They I think they, again, want to see Zelensky. On the other hand, they, they Western powers have retrenched panic from Kiev and embittered Zelensky is left to fend for himself. Paradoxically, this also makes him a reasonable interlocutor liberated from the U.S.'s vice-like grip. It's really interesting how they kind of, <clears throat> how do you thread the needle? Right here you go. Zelensky's massive mandate in the 2019 election was largely due to wholehearted support from Russian voters who were attracted to his platform of dialogue with Russia 
and the promise of a negotiated settlement in Donbass with Moscow's help. But in the end, he became a captive of extreme nationalists and a victim of Western manipulation. That's, again, what their position is. Um, and Zelensky and Biden recently had a, had a rough con had a rough phone com conversation. That's really important to understand. All right, Russia's tentative offer appears to be that Ukraine could opt for a status of neutrality on the lines of Austria and Finland with a self-imposed ban on its NATO membership. Okay, now where that where what is there in that for Zelensky? Well. First of all, they'll stop bombing the country. That's want to see that stuff. But that also will, okay, hold the key to easing tensions in the Donbass because now you've got Russia involved, and apparently there is a large number of Russian separatists, they call them, that have declared independence. And this was another thing that nobody talked about this week, okay, was that Vladimir Putin, in his big speech, I believe it was at the Munich Security Conference, he acknowledged the Luhansk and Donetsk as independent countries. And that was a major thing. So that was basically him, you know, so people saw that as him giving himself permission to protect them at that point. Well, they're now independent nations because basically we said so and because they've been declaring themselves independent for eight years and nobody's listening to them. Well, I guess I should freaking listen to them and fuck, I'll protect them. Because they were already part of us at one point to begin with. They want to be part of them. They're, they're Russian, okay? Uh, they, they're Russian by nature. They speak Russian. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, and that's, and, and that, that's what's going on here. And nobody thought he was going to do it, right? He could resume his links with the pro-Russian constituency. And this would have implications for his bid of a second term in 2023. Okay, and then also we've got Russia ex enjoys extensive networking within Ukraine. Hell, the company that I work for, and I'm not going to say which one, they're, it's a big company, but we actually have an office in Moscow, and our Russia office is supposed to work and service and sell to the Ukraine. And I actually was speaking with one of our reps, and I've been very concerned about this and about them and their family and and some of the pictures I've been getting back have just been unbelievable. Um, footage, scenery, and um, but they have decided to reassign who's going. I think it's going to be our rep out of Poland will now deal with our Ukrainian office and deal with our clients in Ukraine because we're assuming that there could potentially be resentment or tensions, of course, now towards Moscow and towards Russia, now that Russia has been bombarded, has attacked, invaded, whatever terminology you want to use um, um, to describe what they, what they did this week. But I don't know how friendly Ukrainians are going to be to the Russians at this point. And I think that's... But... They're, they still think that even after they do this, there's enough Ukrainians that still want to be part of Russia. Now, again, according to the my coworker, that's not what they want. They actually do want to be part of NATO, which was kind of heartbreaking to hear because at the same time, we've already promised Russia that they would never be part of NATO being part being on their border. So I, I, I don't know how we square that. Um, 
Okay, Russia enjoys extensive networking. Like I said, as for Russia out of the conditions, what do they get? So there's a whole, again, great breakdown. Uh, will the U.S. acquiesce with the nation process? There is hope that Macron can, can mediate. Conceivably, he is in touch with Biden. Who knows? They're neolibs. Birds of a, birds of a neolib, WEF feather, flock together, right? So <clears throat> that's kind of a breakdown of where we are. Now, let's talk about some of the misinformation that was shared out there. I got so angry. Let me doodly do and again, let's talk about the misinformation that was shared out there. But I got so fired up about seeing this stuff out on Twitter that it actually inspired me for the first time to actually write an article rather than just aggregating and collating, which is what I usually do on a daily basis. So, again, misinformation has been a hot topic in mega corporate, social, mega corporate controlled media and, of course, on social. What happens when sources of, that Americans trust are routinely caught lying to them using false imagery to generate emotional responses and trigger that instinctual programming? Well, here, what's the programming? It's America good, Russia bad, right? That's what we were drilled into our whole lives. And anyone who, that America backs is automatically good because we always do good, right? Well, of course, now we've, we've kind of deprogrammed ourselves, but most of America is still in that propaganda bubble. So for any American born since World War II, these two concepts have been subliminally and overtly programmed into our, self, our whole lives. But ask yourselves, who's telling these outlets to run with this old footage and imagery while intentionally misleading readers and viewers? And again, we've seen corporate networks. We've seen this woman is a blue chick. Uh, she, she is an MS. She is a journalist. Thousands of likes, thousands of retweets. Very emotionally stimulating and i can tell you somebody famous of a blue check that i know that shared this article and was very it made her feel very patriotic there's only one problem is that it was published in 2016. <laughs> but it was represented as it as though okay so it did give the credit. She did give the credit to the photographer. And that's correct. But it was published on Facebook in 2016. A volunteer photographer for U Ukraine's defense ministry who was dismissed following accusations by soldiers and local photographers that he staged a series of combat photos. This was staged. Look at the bunny. Perfectly clean in the kid's hand the jackets and the the gun straight you know, the, the the fake the fake rifle strapped to the kid's back and here you go stay informed this media is presented out of context now twitter is providing a warning label here you go so now they now now this has really started to catch fire and here's the original photo so you can actually see it dated march 22nd 2016 receipts now who used this uh not it wasn't just mary harper i mean there was a lot of people that that used this imagery and i saw i saw that picture shared all over facebook this one i mean if you just search twitter for this image and again what i what my contention here is that this image was probably shared 
And that was just one person, 2,500 retweets, 9,500 likes, probably shared and liked millions of times worldwide. And that was designed to get people feeling like, wow, everybody needs to care right now about Ukraine. I, I really think that people need to um, start caring about what they're hearing in the media because it doesn't matter if it comes from the left or coming from the right. Nope. We are getting filled with a bunch of bullshit and lies. We're, We're being, being manipulated into, uh, you know, uh, basically that's the bad guy. You know, mm -hmm. um, which I, I get it. I get it. We all need a bad guy to point at. I get that. But both these countries are shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, is America twice as bad as either one of those countries. And we need to butt the fuck out. Hell yeah. Again, it's... We are not the world's policemen. Reef has been screaming all week. We are not the world's policemen. We've got to stop this. Reef is fucking right, man. Reef is 100% right. Who the fuck are we to go into someone else's country and decide that um, their their freedom and their rights are in jeopardy, so we're going to protect them? But um, they don't want us there. Fuck. No. No, we just want to come in and we want to destroy everything and then take what, what is left. Resources. And leave you fucked and by yourself. The whole idea is to, get, is to grab the resources, right? Um, so here's another one. And we're going to go back. This is example C, because there was even more of a story that happened with example B. And it turns out I ended up using example B for the cover story. And it turns out I was fed misinformation as well. So it's happening literally on both sides in real time. And we're trying to fact check ourselves. And and I'll admit when I got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, yes. But so this one was shared again more than 13,500 times and almost 50,000 likes from this one blue check on Twitter. Heartbreaking, right? There's a 43-second video. He's crying. He's saying goodbye to his daughter. It is heartbreaking. All right. And and again, I'm not I'm not coming down on Bavisha Patel, other than the fact that she did not do a little bit of her fact checking or ask. And again, just to share the receipts, how many likes and shares and retweets there were. Except straight that, up the Real News Network. I'm telling you, fucking, we fact check our shit ourselves. We don't have some intern do it. Oh, Bavisha actually blocked me from seeing that. She must have blocked me because <laughs> wow. I think I did. I did correct her and I and I fact checked her and as she said he's in Donbass he's speaking Russian he's actually going to fight the fascists aka Ukrainian soldiers or militia this is 100% wrong but she gets no not 25,000 re she gets 25,000 retweets my fact check won't even get 25 well it got 25 it got 2800 likes on its own and 700 retweets so I mean, all this misinformation, and, and she's not even willing to take it down or to say I was wrong or anything. She's. Well, I, I don't know what Bavi. But guess what? It's still up because I wouldn't be able to play it right now if this was still up on. If this wasn't still up on her Twitter. Exactly. All right. Um, and here's the original post. All right. By Ivan Vikodko, who is the current mayor of Don Donetsk. I mean, it's 
So again, this one, as it turns out, Adam Kitzinger. Okay, I guess that's the same one. It went out to over 40,000 people shared by Adam Kitzinger, who was another one that shared this. Okay, and, and that had 40-some-odd thousand likes on its, go, on its own. That's a congressman. So nobody As is... Screaming, hey, stop this misinformation shit. Are just, we just look like crazy fucking lunatics. Nobody, right. Well, so here, here is the third story is Zero Hedge. And, and again, this is, there's so many things having to do with this story. But here is the picture of Zelensky even in the military uniform, right? He's yep, fighting on I the front that. lines. Yeah, no, no it, was, it was a border inspection last April. Same pictures. Here's the Kitzinger one where he's sharing the photo, the first photo that we showed. Okay, and again, this is a Tyler Durden, Zero Hedge, which also, by the way, the U.S. government has been going after in censorship. Europe took down RT and Sputnik today, so now you can't access those networks uh, online or on TV. They are, that's part of their third round of sanctions. And we're just hoping that that doesn't happen here. Uh, we do believe in in free speech and and dissenting voices. And again, we've just proven that the U.S. media and that we are spreading as much propaganda as anything that they can claim anybody else is doing. So, oh, dude, we're probably doing it way worse. I'm sure we are. Um, and then uh, I don't know what this is. However, I'm going to take the risk because. Uh, contributor to the show big mad crab just sent me a link uh, and the title says ukrainian mp kiva called zelensky a criminal because he knew about the start of the military operation but decided not to start negotiations okay this is um Ilya rada Ilya kiva proposed the creation of a negotiating group to end the war, <clears throat> which he considers already lost. Wow. Again, and this is by Scoop Trade. I don't know that publication. I have not vetted this story. I, this was just shared with us by Big Mad Crab, and I figured I'd share it because he said it was part of the story. So thanks for including this, Greg Crab. And we're going to continue to monitor this. Uh, I'm probably going to write a follow-up article because there were even more examples than the ones that I showed of misinformation happening this week with regard to Ukraine. And those two guys with the with the cardboard <clears throat> guns. That one was pretty good. The two guys with fun. the cardboard guns. Uh, so this is the fun. third. This is the third one, and this this one really messed me up. So I used this image as the cover image when I shared it, and I got tweets saying um i think this is actually real and actually shout out to matt orf, orf for when i sent him a link to this he said i think i think that that was actually real really uh, i don't know because when i looked this when i looked at beth sharon's page <clears throat> um she seemed to think that this was um from a bombing in 2018 where a woman ends up looking the same way Okay, now this is the one from 2022, and further down in the post, she's talking about here, this was some explosion in 2018, but apparently this image is not real. Um, and that's what I've learned, and this also is manipulative. This was what happened this week 
these were pictures that are claimed from 2018, but actually the gas attack in 2018 was using the the footage of a different building. <clears throat> so I, uh, but this one, if the if time is gonna take, if they're gonna stage a photo, this is Time Magazine. They might want to tell the soldier take the cap off your optics. That's a little embarrassing. So that's one that I might include in another article. And I've had several people send me a bunch of different articles, uh, a, a bunch of different further misinformation that were that was perpetrated. By the way, Twitter, screw you guys for making me constantly have to hit more replies and more replies. There's thousands of replies. Now, this is the thing that I wanted to, to see. Okay, how did this woman end up on the cover of every newspaper in the UK? The next morning and the reason the, the answer is is because getty images bought the, the rights to that image to, to that image but she's the only person they got a picture of i mean now this actually is misinformation and orf actually did tell me this is another one and this was shared by our friend nico and nico got caught that this was this was a fake this wasn't real that it turns out that CNN had actually reported the same death twice. That did not happen. The that that's a hoax. This asshole. This asshole. <laughs> Love it. That is such a true statement, though. Okay, because it does because the media only shows you a small portion of what you what what the true picture is, and it's what they want you to see and what they're trying to. And convey. you see, I guess that was CNN. CNN who reported that bullshit. It wasn't really CNN. No, it was it was a fake account that made that that was a tailored doctor to look like CNN and make you think that CNN was reporting that, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, here, here's, here's more reports using that same screen cap, but this, these are the actual photos from the photographer from that day and that she's the only one that's injured at all. And, and the, the only one who's bloodied. It's, it's a little, it's a little questionable why they couldn't get pictures of anybody else. Now, this is literally a staged event that they're obviously not taking that picture from here, but that's another previous case where they had found something like that. So I'm going to close out my Twitter so nobody can see that. Um, and let's go back to just Noli and me. And now, finally, we are going to... That's our Ukraine portion. Oh, my God. Craziness. Ah, the world is burning. But be vigilant of the misinformation coming at you on all sides. Every image that you see before you hit retweet, make sure that it's legit before you hit retweet. Because a lot of that stuff is being designed to get you to be angry to get you to have an emotion, to get you to share, and to get everybody else angry and spreading misinformation. And that's what happens. Misinformation spreads yeah. 10 times as, as quickly as correct, uh, actually bad, mis bad news as misinformation can spread seven times quicker than good news that's misinformation. So we definitely don't want to see that spread out there. Um, yeah, then there was the, there was the, the girl that, Somebody, this FR news now, I don't even know if they're a legitimate thing. They they took a picture. There was a Palestinian girl yelling at an IDF soldier and said that it was it was a Ukrainian yelling it at them. So I did want to give Noli, since she did, she was gracious enough to come and be my co-host tonight. 
and she covers so many stories with the police accountability report, some of which never really get reported. Some stories that she doesn't even go through police accountability report, but are close to her where people bring, because she's so well-connected and because she's so special and she helps people in so many ways, people bring her stuff and she sees people struggling and she, she started to mention this story to me. And so, oh my God, we've, we've got to share this. So, um, let me share my screen real quick. Um, okay. So this is the YouTube page for a website for, for an organization called blind justice. And I figure I'll let, I'll let you talk about it. I do have the seven minute kind of intro video that kind of describes the case and, and what happened to, to this gentleman in North Carolina. Um, you should play that. Yeah. He's watching. He's in the feed. Oh, oh my goodness. That's, I, uh, I'm, I'm like honored. Thank you for being here. And wow, I'm so sorry about all of this. But in late 2019, we moved back to North Carolina to live near family. While looking for a place to live, we discovered that house foreclosures are listed at the county courthouses and aren't available online. Mike attempted to get access to these lists at several courthouses and was denied access by the security guards. The guards cited local judges' orders banning electronics in the building. These orders violate the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, and the State Open Records Act. Mike also checked out local services available to the community. He shared some of his experiences with the local Veterans Affairs Hospital and several municipal, county, state, and federal services. On February 4th, 2020, Mike was trying to find other mental health services available to the community since the VA services were subpar. He followed up with the Guilford County Health Department in High Point, North Carolina. Security guards attacked Mike, and law enforcement ultimately dumped him outside the jail, unresponsive. EMT services transported Mike to the ER, where the staff discovered a bleed on his brain. We later discovered that they charged Mike with second-degree trespass and resisting an officer. These charges are still pending. We found a house in Madison, North Carolina, and one of the first nights out together on Friday, February 21st, Madison and Mayodin police attacked us in the parking lot of a local Methodist church. The attackers didn't have any reasonable suspicion, but threatened to smash out the driver's side window. They kidnapped Mike and took him to their station a few blocks away while they tried to decide what to charge Mike with. They eventually took Mike to jail, where the jailers tortured him by taking all of his assistive devices, including his hat and glasses, and tossing him in an isolation cell with a bright light. Mike had a migraine in that light and was unable to talk. The jailers stripped him naked and put him on suicide watch. We paid the $2,500 ransom to get Mike out of their torture. They charged Mike with resisting an officer. The charging document says it's because Mike refused to give the Madison officer his ID. Mike made an administrative request under Title II of the ADA to be allowed equal access to the courts. He wanted to be able to attend all of his hearings with his normal, everyday assistive devices that allow him to take notes, have access to his notes, and to be able to read documents. Rockingham County District Court Judge Chris Freeman illegally denied his request and threatened Mike with contempt if Mike should go to court and use his assistive devices. We've made numerous attempts to resolve this injustice by trying to talk with the old chief of police, the new chief of police, the town mayor, 
the town alderman, the county board of commissioners, the district attorney's office, the Rockingham County Sheriff's Office, the state legislators, the North Carolina Attorney General's Office, the NCAOC, North Carolina Administrative Offices of the Courts, the Governor's Office, the State Bureau of Investigations, and the FBI. After trying to address and correct these injustices through all of the checks and balances that we could think of and finding no relief, Mike took to the streets of Madison in a one-man protest. We wanted the people of Madison to know that there is a major problem with the local police and justice system. An angry and violent mob of people from surrounding towns and counties formed and chased Mike and I through town. Some people physically attacked Mike and stole his sign out of his hand. One of those people we've identified as Donald May. The mob continued to stalk, harass, and make threats to us as we walked through town even after Mike no longer had a sign. Jason White, the new Madison police chief, actually thanked the angry mob at one point, and two of his officers began leading the angry mob to our house. Mike returned to downtown Madison that evening with Jeff from NC Tyrant Hunter YouTube channel and one more protest sign. The angry mob showed up again and attacked. Donald May and Roy Lee Reed Jr. attacked Jeff and stole his sign. At the two other protests Mike attended in Madison, People stole Mike's sign then, too. One assailant was again Roy Lee Reed Jr., and the other was Mason Gould. On October 6th, Mike tried to attend the district court trial in Rockingham County for the charge of resisting, stemming from the church parking lot attack. The sheriff deputies physically blocked Mike from entering the courthouse and refused to discuss with Mike their reasons. Minutes later, the deputies kidnapped Mike again, on the courthouse steps by order of Judge James Grogan. They took Mike to jail and booked him in with a staggering ransom of $50,000 cash-only bond requirement. They threw Mike in the bright isolation cell again, and Mike again had another migraine. The next day, they transferred Mike to a maximum security prison in Raleigh, North Carolina, where they locked Mike in an isolation cell for 10 days. I managed to get a bank loan and gather the $50,000 cash in a backpack. I took the ransom to the Rockingham County Magistrate's Office, where they counted it by hand twice, then sent their deputies to retrieve Mike from prison. They forced Mike to sign the bond paperwork, where they told him he was on house arrest and wasn't allowed to go anywhere except for court, lawyer's visits, and scheduled medical appointments. On October 23rd, Mike went to trial in the Rockingham County District Court with Chris Freeman. They stripped Mike of his due process and disability rights and forced him into court without his assistive devices. Chris Freeman rubber-stamped a guilty verdict contrary to the facts found in the trial. Even though they had already punished Mike with four days in county jail, ten days in maximum security prison, and six days house arrest, Chris Freeman punished Mike more by sentencing him to 12 months probation with community service. On October 28th, we filed the appeal to Superior Court and Chris Freeman punished Mike again. He ordered Mike to be placed under house arrest and for the court to continue to hold the $50,000 ransom. Rockingham County Superior Court is scheduled for November 30th. The bank is collecting an $800 a month payment on the ransom the court is still holding. This is only a summary of some of the injustices we've personally witnessed and been subjected to in North Carolina. 
If you want to call or email or protest or redress the government for any of this, feel free to do so. Just know that we've been attempting to remedy these injustices this whole time, and it seems the government's response is to keep adding more injuries. Thanks for tuning in. Peace and love to you all, and as always, De Opresso Liber. Holy shit. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been more since then. I mean, you know, uh, there's actually, I think there's six or seven parts up on the Yeah, this was back in November of 2020. Yeah, oh, it's been, it's been hell. They've been going through hell, and they have beautiful little kids. Um, well, I guess a couple of them aren't so little anymore, but there's there's still, you know, a couple of babies there. And they're good people. They're my friends. I love them so fucking much, you guys. But and to what, see them suffer in this manner. I mean, I mean, on, on top of the fact that he's disabled, he's blind. Like, what is he doing that's getting them so outraged to the point that they're kidnapping he's using him? A camera. He's using a camera so that he um, can, well, he uses his camera to not only get around because he has uh, like a live thing going on to where there's somebody in his ear basically telling him there's this in front of you, be careful, or no, you need to turn left, not right, or whatever, or this is what the street sign says. Mm. And so that's, you know, basically what that is for. And then also it's for him because of his TBI, it is to help him um, recall um, mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. correctly. If you ever listen to him speak, he speaks very clearly and very slowly. And when you talk to him before he responds, he's going to repeat what you said in his own words to make sure he understands you to the best of his ability. Hmm. And then he will go ahead and, you know, as soon as you acknowledge that, yes, that's what you're saying or that's what you're asking, then he'll go ahead and and respond and answer. But he wants to make sure he's understanding you. And I actually, I, I really appreciate that about anyone who does that because... I know that I'm easily misunderstood and it's helpful when people repeat back to me in their own words, what they think it is I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, he, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do a damn thing wrong. And these people just, this is how the public reacts, especially um, public officials. Um, this is how they, this is just how they react to a camera in their face. So not in their face. I mean, you see where the camera is. It's it's within. It's in his hand. It is no further than you know. I mean, ever. It's, it's never being put in anyone's face. How do you? How do you start to even? I mean, again, is awareness awareness doesn't even begin to. I mean, it, it, there's got to be lawsuits filed somewhere so, else, dude. But the thing is, is nobody will take his cases and and. Like, yeah, they've they even want... gone to the State Bureau of Investigation. And you know that they will not in- do open up an investigation unless the, um, well, in his case, agency, there has to be a reporting agency requesting their help of an investigation, which means that the Sheriff's Department or the Police Department or the um, the uh, somebody within the judges' chambers needs to request an investigation. Well, all these people are who um, the complaints and stuff are about. These are the people who are violating his rights, who have um, kidnapped him and put him in a prison, not a jail, you guys. They took him to a maximum security fucking prison. And they put him in isolation. Yeah. Ugh, I mean... And they still have his $50,000. So they're paying, uh, on top of their mortgage and shit, they're paying an extra $700 a month 
towards this fucking loan because they're trying to make him fuck up so that they have rights or cause to keep this money. But they should have gave that money back as soon as he was sentenced. Hmm. I've never seen a court be able to keep your money for bail beyond you being sentenced. Right. Um, this is you- also a court of no fucking record. You guys don't believe they exist. They do, and go to your own county. You will fucking find one. I'm angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, uh, we're we're all angry. This is like, and there's nowhere to turn. There's nowhere to turn. We have gone to um the the <clears throat> excuse me. We've gone all the way up to the attorney general. And there's nowhere to fucking turn. Nobody will help. Nobody will do their job. We have all these agencies who are supposed to be oversight or are supposed to be, you know, the person you turn to when there's a bad guy within your city or within your county or within your state. Well, no, they're all bad guys. Every fucking last one of them. I mean, again, other than this guy filming and he is already disabled, what what, what is he doing that is in violation of the law to the point that they're persecuting this is this is this is beyond harassment but there is no law he was a passenger in that vehicle he had no reason to show his fucking id not even in north carolina or or, yeah north carolina but threatened to smash out the windows i mean yeah do you see how scared that woman was jesus fucking christ i mean she was shaking her voice i was in tears I i was in the live feed that night and i was just fucking in tears and i'm calling fucking every agency i can think of get these people off of them it it, broke no law they were playing fucking that goddamn stupid game um you know with pokemon they were playing fucking pokemon that's all they were doing jesus christ (laughs) what you mean do you mean mike mike was playing pokemon there's a blind there's like these he has special devices that help him play the fucking pokemon game and his wife plays it my boss plays it too because of them (laughs) it's just hilarious yeah no if it um, wasn't like beyond madness uh, getting beat up i mean he got a brain bleed from these sons of bitches in that state you cannot FOIA any of the fucking uh uh dash cam or body cam footage and shit without going and asking a judge if you can which is just insane to me that's fucking insane to me and the judge that's going to do that is this judge. That is the judge who's trying to fucking. Who's uh, trying to stop dude. this in the first place. Oh, my God. I spent three months. I spent three months every week on the phone, every single day, calling 119 people oh my God. that are in Congress. 119 fucking people every day. How many people actually spoke to? Three. Two. Two, three. Uh... Three. And they weren't even, they were, they were interns. Hmm. Only one of them treated me with any amount of respect at all. Unbelievable. Because we were trying to get a monstrance, which is um, what you would do to get, um, basically unseat a sitting judge. And because it hasn't, one hasn't been done in like a hundred years. They're like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. Well, if you don't know your fucking job, well, then go look it up. Seriously. Because here you go, I'll give you the info. This is what it is, and this is what I need you to do. Do your job. But no, not a single one of these outfits are going to do their job. And if they 
the only way that they can do their job is if you know the agency that you're reporting refers them do an investigation on themselves what the fuck i mean just 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 today uh or yesterday judge doesn't know if man has right to an attorney yeah what yeah i mean this case again follow blind justice it's youtube.com slash blind justice this is just an unbelievable case and more people need to know about this and and see what we can do to at least get the rest public awareness and start bringing some kind of pressure on these people um get them voted out i mean look sheriffs can be replaced judges can be replaced and people hate corrupt cops and they hate, they hate corrupt judges and, I, and that this town is, is all universal. about their corrupt cops and their corrupt judges. Let it's me universal. We, we had we had a protest going on there, and many people from all over this country showed up, and it was a fucking nightmare for these people. Yeah. Well, that's these, just it. these people followed them home with their children. Fucking followed them home, and they they ended up with broken windows in their house and just a lot of scary shit. And the cops didn't give a shit. Yeah, they I honestly them. believe they were part of it. And it's fucking insane. They stalk them and harass them. Yeah. With the, yeah. Help, and, with and, the help of the police. So the town is, is backing these fucking dirty cops, backing these dirty judges. They are all about it, dude. They are all fucking about it. These people are so goddamn brainwashed. It's not even funny. What a, what but the thing is, it's not just him. It's not just him. We have a couple other people who were in in jail right now one who was wearing a flak jacket with no plates mm. he used it to store all of his camera you know his like flashes and all that crap right and he is sitting in jail right now for wearing that jacket because it was combat gear but it's not combat gear well, of course not but that's what they decided to classify it as so that they could do that yeah they twisted the law to to um be able to target certain people um there is a cop in juliet who we did a, a show on two weeks ago and he is the unicorn you guys if you haven't seen it yet go and check out police accountability report because i did watch and, that and look at our show from from not this past week but the week before um this officer um his name's javier he's an amazing human being i know he is a damn unicorn you guys and you will never hear me say this about another cop again i promise he decided to go ahead and be the whistleblower um the a couple of years ago there was a man murdered in the back seat of a cop car who was handcuffed they shoved a goddamn baton down his throat they murdered this man that's the video was Eric. i can't about think him. of his last name it is very disturbing to watch uh, Javier decided he was going to leak this information because he could see the cover-up going on and uh, he knew that he was facing some shit but he didn't know he was facing 20 years in prison they manipulated the fucking uh, laws to take a goddamned uh, uh, policy violation and turn it into a criminal fucking case and now he's facing 20 years in prison for fucking exposing the truth that's what they're doing to one of their own. That's why there are no good cops. It's because when a good one comes along, this is what they fucking do to them. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I get so mad. Well, we we all it, 
you get mad for us, with us, and we're we're we're, we're all wow. Just yeah, we all know what happens to police whistleblowers is right. Um, yeah, they they somehow mysteriously end up killed on on uh, on a job and. Yep. Or they that. disappear, or they commit suicide, but it's um under suspicious circumstances, or they fucking—they're the yeah. ones who get their their license or their uh, uh their credentials taken from them, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, ooh, debate me. Sorry. Hey, Carl. Welcome. I just welcome. fangirled there for a second. <laughs> ah, Carl, the INN member. He's he's another another family member. Uh, Reef's, Reef's here too. Hey, Reef, Oregon Rogue. Thank you, everybody in chat. This is, wow. Um, uh, normally we would do boats smashing in other boats and do some kind of a of, of a of a brain cleanse, but uh, Reef didn't prepare anything this week because he was. Helping I think savvy. it's good that we let this information simmer on our minds yeah. at no, least I overnight think, because I think you know this is, is important. This is going to affect you. No, this very is a good soon. one. Uh, and again, I appreciate you bringing this to us and. We'll, we'll we'll do more stories that that Noli shares with us over over the, the coming months that to showcase stories of of injustice and and stories that are not getting shared or amplified anywhere else and even if it's to our little corner and we share it out to ten other twenty other any anything we can do to help these people we'll we'll do what we can um, because this it's just fucking awful. Um, Wow, that is again blind veteran. Work, fight for your country. Disabled. See how they treat you. Oh, I'm sorry to for that's heavy stuff, but uh, but it's it it's more you know it's what's happening out there. We gotta we gotta keep keep our, our our backs up and keep our eyes open and stay vigilant and um. You know, I I will recall a story. Angel was saw somebody being pulled over, and and was being you know something from the cops. They had him kind of with his hands behind his back, and they were searching him. And Oli was like, "Did you film him?" And it's like, "No, okay, film him. You should always be filming." And I think that video got what four million views on Instagram. Unbelievable people. It always film the police. I don't care if you're running late. If you see someone pulled over, stop your car, get as close as you dare, and film them, sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to keep them accountable because you're not going to get their dash cam. You're not going to get their body cam. Trust and believe that. Yeah. Yeah, you need third-party independent verification. Just like what we were talking about in a way with, with the misinformation on these photos. You know, you got to be... and And these... There's a, not such a thin blue line, unfortunately, and they they are looking out for their own and protecting their own, and um, and and we have to look out for our own in in a way. And again, I I hate to make it an us versus them, but that's that's how they've kind of treated is. that's how they've treated us, and I we've got we've got to respond in kind, and otherwise we end up persecuted and harassed and. For, for trying to just live our lives. And again, this was a, 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 a blind disabled veteran. We, we, we hate to see something like this happen, of course. And we'll 
hopefully a couple more people hear about this and they tell a couple more people they tell a couple more people and i know start... what g-tag just said look they've turned him into a fucking victim thank god he had his own footage but he should have been able to easily get theirs yeah g-tag is an excellent i mean he's he he will just go for a walk and he will do a live feed and he will take you with him and it is crazy just because he has a camera how many people will react like he is a goddamn terrorist well because nobody wants to really be on camera everybody's worried about being surveilled at all times or you know <laughs> thing is is we are being surveilled at all times already this is just a regular joe blow walking down the damn street talking into his phone yeah 100 percent. look at that it took him three months to get the footage G-Tag is fabulous, and he has some really great conversations on his channel, too. He's, he's a lovely person. I love him to death. Well, again, hi, G-Tag. Thank you for being here and appreciate all the work you do. Um, sounds like you're doing you're doing really great stuff out there. Um, he is. He is. Always. So so that that's what I had for tonight, and that was Noli's thing. And so, Noli, if you had anything you wanted to plug... Um... Uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, Mr. Wilson. We got to save Mr. Wilson, y'all. We got to save this dude and his family who are being persecuted. Another one. They're being persecuted by the Pakistani government and by um, they are being accused of trying to uh, uh, convert this, this these Muslim girls into Christian Christians, and because of that, they are looking at. Um, but right now they're being extorted over it through legally in there. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, um, the the mob justice thing over there is some real shit. You can look it up. It is horrifying. They will burn your house down with you and your family fucking in it. And um, we are trying to get him and his family the fuck out of Pakistan. So if you want to check out Mr. Wilson, he is here on YouTube. Um, you can donate to him over there. There's a bunch of links and stuff. Um, let's help this family out and get him to safety. Sure, sure. Free Mr. Wilson. I remember everybody was talking about when he got arrested, and now he's got a legal defense. I know that that he's going to have to be covering and um, yeah. For he's sure. being extorted right now for twelve hundred dollars. It's basically pay this other guy twelve hundred bucks. Or um, basically, even though they have video proof because they have CCTV outside their house and inside their house, they did nothing wrong. They did nothing other than try and help these people that came to their door. They never fucking forced Christianity on them. They didn't even speak of it. And nobody touched anybody either. There's fucking video footage of it. But because they're accused of it, it doesn't matter what kind of evidence you have over there. They don't give a fuck. Wow. It's disgusting. Yeah. We need to get them, um, get their shit handled to where they can get the fuck out of there and bring them here. I, I'll fucking let them move in with me. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I got a tiny ass house. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. So, so free Mr. Okay, Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm full of bad news. No, no support bad. Mr. Wilson. I love boobies. Follow Noli D on YouTube, on Twitter. She's at AJ and No No Way, and uh, anywhere else they can follow you. Are you active anywhere else? 
yeah, uh, Strange Mind Dark Heart on uh, Instagram, and then just Noli D on Facebook. Don't bother DMing me over there. I get too many wiener pics, so I don't even mess with my DMs. Oh, I don't God. look at them. I don't open them. I don't care. Sorry. Oh boy. Okay, well, uh, so for us, uh, we did a Friends with Indie Left, I forgot to mention earlier, with the Bank Sisters on Tuesday. Love those girls. It was so much fun talking to them. So definitely check that out. Um, Reef will be back next Sunday night for another, for an all new How Did We Miss That? Uh, we've got, we're going to be doing some Indie News Network stuff. Um, this week, there will be on March 8th, the interna Women's International Day of Solidarity. <laughs> That is, and, uh, that's also Reese's birthday, and that's also Savvy's birthday, as a matter of fact. And, um, I knew I liked them for a reason. Yep. So, so we're going to have a big birthday party, and um, and then there's going to be a protest at the end of the month. Uh, that, again, is, is this group that, that we're working with, where there's going to be a group of speakers that are going to be speaking in front of the Justice Department. And then also uh, March 11th through 13th, there will be an online March for Medicare for All event that uh any left news will be sponsoring i'm working with savage joy vegan succubus ricky rants on organizing that so stay tuned where we've got a lot happening um there's also a new iteration potentially of indie left news that i'm working on with and shout out to our friends at uncensored new us uncensored news that us um they do some great work and some coding and they also are another uh news aggregator so there's Vegan Succubus. Welcome. How are you? Good to see you, Elizabeth. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here in chat. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I definitely miss Reef, but I so appreciate Noli being here. She definitely classed the join up for sure. And uh, and she's, she's always phenomenal to talk to. I love your takes and, and I love being in, in community with you. And I appreciate you so much. And, and we all love you. And and thank you for, for doing all you do. And, and we're going to cut it for tonight. And Everybody have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you next next week on How Do We Miss That. Night, everybody. If you like this podcast, please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at INDLeftNews, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, Subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels, each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.